Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch Ring. Ah! Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I'm so sad, man. How you doing? Sad. Yeah, dude. Norm Macdonald died. Oh, of course. Yeah. I knew him by name, and that's kind of it, unfortunately. That's a uh, that's a, a shame for you. I know we say that there's a lot of things that you should know that you don't know. Uh, most of them are all very, very silly things, but he legit was like a brilliant, special, unique comic, and uh, it's a real loss. It's a real loss. Oh, he was I'm sorry. Uh, exceptional. Yeah, real shame. Just something spent, uh... is happening with your mic, and I'm not sure what. Oh, okay, let's see. Let's see it if I move it. Sounded good when you first came in. That's interesting. Is that any better? Um, maybe <laughs> something, it sounded like there was a bit of, uh, like fuzz or something there for a moment. Oh, that might be outside. People are driving in the rain. Bunch of jerks. Um, I can't ah, close the okay. windows. Yeah. That could have been, that could have been what it was. Um, actually, how do I sound? Fine. You sound great. Um, I'm going to. Do I still sound okay, or am I too quiet right now? No, you sound fine. Am I quieter? Nope. How about now? Yes. Yeah. Is that too quiet, or is it okay? Welcome to the Untitled Twitch Stream Podcast, everybody. It's going to be about two hours of volume adjustment. I hope uh, you're enjoying yourself. I'm Chris Betts. I'm here with Ashley Manning. John Hastings can't make it. Norm McDonald's dead. How quiet is I Ashley? You decide. I only ask because I've been listening back to the podcasts, like I've said, just to kind of see how they sound, see if there's anything we can do. John obviously needs to get a new mic arm or just stop dicking around with it during the stream. But that otherwise, will never happen. Never. It will never happen. It will never no. happen. That's just going to be a feature of the show forever. But um, the other, the only other thing, I, I feel like I'm very loud. <laughs> okay. So I just I kind of want to turn myself down just a tiny bit. Now, I think it's quite interesting, though, because I, I was thinking about it and it's kind of an unusual thing that an online presence offers you in that. OK, I don't know how to articulate my thoughts right now. <laughs> I'm not even sure where this is coming from. I, is, this, is this about norm or is this about volume? Or is this, this about is podcasts? About volume, and okay. this is about gender, and this is about comedy. <laughs> oh wow, Jesus! All right, fucking so, buckle in, bets. Let's go. Buckle in. <laughs> you were not ready for this. Um, I didn't think this was what I was going to start talking about either, but here we are. I remember hearing. I think it was Ash. Oh, you can't hear me. Okay, let's turn it up a little bit more then. Hey, Beardy, how you doing? By the way, hello, everyone in the chat. Got King Geo, Kirsten, Tiger Tiger, Goliath Baby, welcome back. How's this? Ooh, Am I good now? Yeah, you sound great. Okay. Um, I think I remember uh, maybe Ashlyn B talking about it, but 
basically they it was her and i think it was out of something else that Catherine ryan had said about women at being put on t- on panel shows a lot more hmm. and how it's just it's it's done so I think it is definitely better since I listened to this, which could have been in the past four years or something, but it's that thing of it's, it's always been done quite poorly when it is done in that, you know, they might have two women to a panel of six Mm. and, and the host is a man as well. Mm. And those two women are put on opposite ends of the room to each other so that it looks spread out what led to this thought? The 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 volume, the <laughs> okay, volume okay. of my mic. <laughs> uh, the volume of my mic led to this thought because okay. one of the things that Ashling B said was that scientifically speaking, that makes it more difficult for the women to actually engage because mm. they are separated from one another, but also because when there's fewer women and there's so you've got two women to six men or four or five men and scientifically speaking even one woman to one man the man Mm. is going to be louder Mm. and will be able to talk over people much easier Mm. and so because because men's voices are deeper they will they're more amplified naturally what else it comes from so, the confidence of uh, uh carrying around testicles the whole time and being hit in them so yeah. rarely that you actually yeah, feel exactly. like you've accomplished something <laughs> it's pretty amazing yeah there's confidence and there's a lot of like uh you know social um uh backing for men to be able to speak up a bit clearer but if you actually stripped all of the society stuff away and you just bore it down to the science of like physical um attributes Mm. then it is more difficult for women to speak up especially if there's more men in an environment than women as in because you're just a biologically quieter you're biologically quieter okay and so I'm absolutely shitting on this point. <laughs> but anyway, it just came it just it came into my mind because I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing where my mic is louder hmm. than you and John's. When I've been listening back to the podcast, I've noticed that I'm louder. Hmm. And that's why I've been wanting to just adjust it a little bit because it's like slightly too loud you know when it's like irritating to listen to on a podcast yeah just the jarring it just hits that yeah. one little point you got to turn the whole thing Look, down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and that. but then you're like struggling to hear the other people on it so I, i'm kind of like i want to adjust it a little bit that way but it just made me think of that and then i said it here and sort of derailed the conversation <laughs> There's nothing to derail. It's UTS. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. The whole the whole show is a derailing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, and one, I mean, one thing that I've noticed is that when you um, when you fix that um, balance, when it's mm-hmm. not six to two, when it's a little bit more even, even like uh, five to four or anything over that, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the time men naturally speak quieter. Um, yeah, because they're not fighting the cacophony. Um, and it's that it's the same thing of like you only realize how drunk you are when someone sober stood next to you. Yeah. Uh, and I so you it's... start to pull it all back in. And so part of that yeah. is like even not even consciously, just that thing of, you know, when you're having a conversation in a restaurant 
and everything's it's all clang 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 and there's music playing and everything mm. and then it hits that one little silent bit and you realize you've been yelling for an hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's like it's like that and you just actually go oh fuck and then everybody just takes it down <laughs> an inch yeah um yeah that can make that can make an absolutely huge difference I think uh, that's kind of something that Ashling V said in in whatever it was I was listening to her say this in, um, because uh, what happens with um, men in a in a very male environment is testosterone feeds off testosterone, and so it it hmm. all kind of continually amps up, and it, it's kind of a competitive thing as well. Uh, like men's egos naturally compete with one another. I don't know degree, how much I agree with that. So much of it to me is like playful and it, it just builds in a natural, like at a concert, like with the way a song builds. A lot of the time when yes. I'm with a lot of guys, it just, it feeds off each other, but we're not f like, there's no jealousy. There's no f competition. No, there's no feeding. I'm there's not, play. I'm not saying that it's necessarily jealousy, I don't like this but whole even, I think even fighting. in a play thing, I yeah. think there's, there is a natural inclination to be like, if there's a joke going on, you have mm. to be part of the joke. Whereas, well, nobody doesn't want to be part of a joke. I don't think that's gender. <laughs> ah, no. You're outside of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, you know, I'm speaking in very binary terms, hmm. obviously, and that can all be completely deconstructed because it's not one, it's not this rule is not exclusive. Hmm. I just mean that there is just these kind of slight tendencies in those directions. Hmm. You know, it might not be that all five men are in competition with each other, but there's one man, one man probably in competition with the other five. Yeah. And you know what's great about that? The other five have <laughs> no idea often. Yeah. I'm just like, who's this fucking weirdo? Why is he so <laughs> aggressive right now? <laughs> there's no, you, know, yeah. you can't win a conversation, right? Brian, mm -hmm. maybe just sit down. <laughs> but testosterone is, is that kind of um, energetic build up hormone. Mm. Whereas yeah. estrogen is quite a calming hormone. Hmm. Is there a way it like, so when, um, when you get a lot of women together, is there a, 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 a similar state to that thing of like, guys will just become, cause I spent, I spent the whole weekend with a bunch of my guy friends. It was all guys. Yeah. There was six of us. Uh, we spent three days together and it was so fun. We had an absolute blast, but we, we definitely just got like louder and um uh more playful Indeed. as the weekend went on yeah we just got very <laughs> silly but also like i've known some of them since i was six like mm -hmm. we've been friends for the rest of them i've all known since i was in high school we've you been friends forever. a little bit to like childhood 100 percent. 100 i love these guys they're family yeah. and um and so it was like we'd sort of get like a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and it was all very playful and fun um and there were toppers, but never like ha toppers. Just like oh, what's that? Oh, oh, more like Jenga. <laughs> just like oh, where are you gonna go? Where's that block gonna go? Um, but is there a is there a similar thing for women? Is there something that that sort of you're gonna get lost in that's estrogen based um, or estrogen adjacent um, that you sort of lose yourself in for a while? Because from watching movies, it's either laughing and eating salads or drinking white wine. Yeah, um, movies don't give you great insight into uh, what? <laughs> women's relationships. What did I say? Believe you it or not, hot take. Oh, it was you. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure one of us froze. I'm sorry. Ah, that might have been um, me. Who cares? Uh, what about Nora Ephron? Sorry. Is she not crushing it? Nora Ephron. I can't remember what movies she made. <laughs> 
Does anyone, that is, is this one of those things that I don't get, or is this an obscure reference from Chris? <laughs> no, Nora Ephron is like a, a, a very real director. Okay. Um, what the fuck did she make, um, though? Nora Ephron, there she is. There she is. We're on IMDb right now. Oh, uh, when she, Harry met Sally. Uh, she went, uh, yeah, when Harry met Sally, Bewitched, the remake. Um, you've got Mayo, Julie, and Julia. Okay, yeah, Excuse I understand me. what the joke was now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> no? God damn it. Not quite. Um, oh, you're getting some... Uh, mm, chat's not agreeing. Oh. I, I, okay, so I haven't seen maybe all of them. No, do you know what? I've seen most of those ones that have been listed. I've seen Julie and Julia... I've seen Sleepless in Seattle. You've got so Mail, funny. Harry Met Sally. I just, no, they didn't do it for me as that much. Um, <laughs> but what was your question? Oh, yeah, is there something similar for women? Um, you know what's lovely is every now and then it rarely happens. It's usually on the 6th, 7th, or 8th of March but uh, we'll get an all-female lineup on a gig, and okay. that's uh, International Women's Day, Chris. Gotcha. <laughs> we, uh, okay. We get all the gigs that, that weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. July first, Canadians. Same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, March seventeenth is also. So I'll always have two weekends where I'm guaranteed work. March seventeenth <laughs> for Paddy's Day. And they but they come they're right next to each other, which is quite frustrating. Uh International Women's Day and Paddy's Day are only two weeks of, or a week apart. So uh they're the two nights of the year I can guarantee I'm doing comedy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um but yeah, every now and then there's an all female green room or or all female gig and it's uh it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. there's there's there is a nice energy. I think because it happens so rarely we're still in this place of really enjoying it when it does happen and really going, Oh, this is so nice. Oh, this is lovely. Um, yeah. But that feels like, actually, um, like an appreciation of an absence uh, uh, or a yeah. special occasion, as opposed to just getting lost in each other's rhythms and not in the, not in the period way. That's the only thing that every guy knows about mm, yeah. or at least has heard about. I still don't know if that's true, uh, but <laughs> what period thing? <laughs> Oh, the women's uh, sink. Your period. Oh, yeah, go, that's true. Ah, um, that is true. But that's that is true. So hormones feed off each other. That's kind of the same thing we've been talking about, which is uh, March eighteenth, March eighth, International Women's Day, March 9th, David's birthday, March eighth. Let's all celebrate women. March ninth, let's, let's celebrate just David. Just David. <laughs> <laughs> David Hoare, you do deserve a day all to oh. yourself for the world to celebrate you. This just in from Patty Padman. Women are a coven. Confirmed. Confirm or deny, yeah. Ashley. Confirm or deny. Confirm. Confirm. Absolutely confirm. Yeah. Bunch of witches. <laughs> yeah. Bunch barefoot in the forest, killing goats. <laughs> Love me a good goat killing. Um, you know, it's it's that. I could have guessed where... that about you. <laughs> it is that thing where. Um, if hormones feed off each other so you know you're in an environment with a lot of testosterone it becomes that environment and you're in an mm. environment with a lot of estrogen it becomes that environment um but what is that environment yeah, that's so, what i'm wondering the estrogen thing what is that it's um 
a lot of the time it's very it's re- it's really nice it it depends um you kind of have to win over women a bit more i think okay. i could be i could be saying something that a lot of people will have issue with in this but if you're in the chat feel free to have issue uh, uh, take issue <laughs> by all means um do you know what gets my goat ashley when she's on a goat killing rampage <laughs> <laughs> very good david Hoare. very very good i enjoyed that by the um, way diamond geyser just said man i need to rewatch joe versus the volcano no you don't no you don't do you know joe versus the volcano ashley no it's uh tom hanks versus volcano <laughs> i feel like i that's all i needed to know <laughs> yeah that's it it's the whole thing um but yeah you need to win women over more s- yeah sort of um in what way is there like a distrust is there a competition um I think there's a little bit of a distrust okay. so um and and it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking in a way because we're we are not the same sort of immediate allies that i see in men in Mm. men's relationships a lot of the time yeah if we're wearing similar Um, shirts bonded if we're wearing similar shirts we're we are against each other and that's like such a that's one of those trope things that's reinforced in um in in kind of rom-coms and 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 media is that like uh, who wore it better sort of thing. And, mm. and you know, Whereas it's all, all men looked fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it is getting better. I think, um, you know, there's, there's sort of a, I get, I get a vibe more now. If I see somebody wearing something similar to me, we'll kind of go, Ooh, samesies or, you know, just mm. something silly like that. It, it nice. is, I think it is sort of shifting, but um yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say. You sort of have to have established a trust with with women already in order for you to all immediately get along. And already wary, immediately wary. Yeah, Is that, that's a shame because Patty because just reminded is... me of this: bearded men nod at each other in the street. We're just like, "What's up?" <laughs> One time, I was drinking alone in a bar, and a, a group of bearded men were looking at me. I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. And then a guy <laughs> a guy just walked up and he was like, hey, man, that's a really nice beard. And then he handed me a card and he invited me to join his beard club. And that was it. <gasps> <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. What Like, I really like that when I see it in men is that kind of like little friendship thing. I, one of my favorite things is seeing a group of men go for brunch. Like <laughs> if you are a group of men going for brunch, just know that every woman in that restaurant is fawning over you in her mind. <laughs> now my friends and I did that just the other day. We had a wonderful time. We were yeah. we were the guys it's who really were cute. sitting around a table in a bar just playing cards. Mm-hmm. Just cards and laughing. And I was like, this is nice. This is how I hoped my 30s That's would be. So nice. And I saw a group Men's of today. Munch is munch. I love munch, that. Munch. <laughs> uh the uh I was uh, uh I was sitting on the beach uh listening to Norm's uh first comedy album today, 
which ironically is about how much better it is to be alive than it is to be dead. It's a fantastic bit. Oh. Um, and uh, it's so funny, though. It didn't even make me sad. I was just like, God damn it, he's good. Uh, but uh, yeah. as I was listening to it, a group of like eight dudes in minimum 60s, older, bunch of gray hairs, all just went walking by and they were all just laughing and kind of half shoving each other. And I was like, that's good. That's nice. That's this so is... nice. I tweeted this last week, but when I went for my walk, I walked past a couple of men who were in their 50s or 60s, one of them teaching the other how to ride a bike. Oh, and I just he, went, there is nothing purer happening in the world at this moment. This moment oh, is owned by these two men. <laughs> New patron alert. What happened? New, New patron, patron alert. <gasps> New patron. Luke, thank you so much for being a patron. Welcome thank to you. the patriarchy. That's what we're calling it. I just decided. <laughs> <laughs> so on brand. It's very on brand. Luke, welcome the to the patriarchy. patriarchy. Thank you so much because you got to pay to get in it. You nailed it. <laughs> um, nice. Thank you so much for uh, for thank being you. a patron. We really appreciate it. Beardy, is that you? Oh, Beardy, you're excellent. Oh, that's so nice. Beardy noise, you absolute gem. Beardy noise. I'm not English. I'm Canadian. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, Kimber's, Kimber said something here that I've heard from yeah, a lot was, of women. I a wanted to come back to that because that is, so for podcast listeners, Kimber's um, comment is, I weirdly connect with guys easier than I do women. Lots of women don't seem to give me any trust at all. And I think it's because my demeanor might come across as false to them or so I'm told. So I, I think every woman feels this way. That I sucks, think man. It's, Sucks. Now, sucks. okay, I said I said that, and immediately I can think of somebody who recently said they connect more with women. But um, there's, Good. I think, a lot of women feel like they connect more with men, mm. and I think that that is just again, it's one of these things that society has just brainwashed both us into feeling that way, but also we, like we we've all kind of been brainwashed against being friends with each other like it's this weird thing and it's i don't know it's really really hard to describe and to put into words but can i give a theory yes um i think that uh, uh at least from what i've seen a lot of the time women are meant to feel like they're not in competition with everyone. They're in competition with women because there's a certain amount of spots yeah. in every single social situation that's reserved mm -hmm. for women and only so many women can be a part of it. Uh, and that includes yeah. guy friendships. Um, yeah. Women can only, guys can only have so many friends that are women um, uh, and so forth. Uh, and so uh, no matter what it is, when you meet a woman, part of you is like, what am I going to have to fight you for? Yeah. Uh, whereas guys are like, we'll both get it. Everything's fine. <laughs> There's room for yeah. everybody. Uh, and so that that sense of just like, I know it's coming. You know, it's like a, it's like Hunger Games. Uh, you, sure, you're yeah. working together for now, but for how long? You know? Yeah, it's really, it's really difficult for women to actually form strong relationships and friendships. And it is just, I mean, I, I've really, really felt it in my kind of experience in comedy in that, when you start out as a, a comedian, but also as a female comedian, you are in fucking open mic nights all the time. Mm. 
Yeah. That is where you start. That is your 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 day one to day a hundred. Like you you're in there. Oh, much more. It's years. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's often but, years. You yeah. know, it's that's that's where you have to be constantly all the time <laughs> in order to to get anywhere. Hmm. But very often there you could be at an open mic night where it's 30 people and you're the only woman. Hmm. That bottom rung is very male dominated. Yeah. Um really, really male dominated because what happens is the women I think the women progress out of that bottom rung maybe slightly easier and slightly quicker than men do. Recently. Also, women drop out more. But women drop out more. So women will drop out of that environment very, very quickly because that environment is fucking horrendous. An open mic night, it's just, it's it's not conducive to women becoming more confident and more uh, welcomed into the society. It just, or into the comedy industry. It just is such a bad little toxic shithole mm. <laughs> of a situation i'm not saying to, i'm not bashing open mic nights they have their value in a lot of different ways but they are just not conducive to getting more women and more diversity into comedy because they are just these little this is where men who think they're going to be comedians go and indulge themselves because like men will keep going to those open mic nights for years without Forever. progressing like yeah. <laughs> and it's it's, it's also insane. what a lot of people don't understand about like new comedians is they are every single new comedian especially guys i can't speak for for female comedians because normally i find that you have different expectations but i can i can say for every guy in that room he thinks he's a genius yeah he's he thinks waiting the world is for lucky for his thoughts in. <laughs> and he just he knows he's about to be richard pryor or insert mm-hmm. whatever thing yeah. Uh, insert whatever community. And so that makes it extra hard because they're all competing with other people who think that they're genius, who think that they themselves yeah. are geniuses. And uh, that makes for a pretty toxic spot. Like I remember when I was doing when I was doing open mics, I had two friends. I like got along with basically everybody, but I had two friends. Um, mm-hmm. We hung out all the time and everyone else yeah. was at an arm's length uh, because these were guys that I could be myself around and we could be chill. Um, mm-hmm. We all thought we were geniuses and we would all make fun of each other. But uh, but yeah. even that, like, for me was too much. That community, I was like, I don't want to be. And we had a lot of women in our community comparatively to London. Um, but yeah, it's like it's a fucking, it's an intense, toxic spot, our open mics. Yeah. They should be so fun because none of it matters. Be, they're just not. They Possibly just the lowest not. stakes. Yeah. Um, and, well, I mean, it's, it is that thing of, of men have this... Um, and again, you know, we're saying men and women, it's very binary, but you know, I think that it is how society has been shaped up until this point. We are only starting to break that binary apart now. Um, but you know, men have been imbued with this sort of confidence that I don't think women or, or more diverse people can actually reach. Like, I don't, I don't, I think I remember some quote where it was like, we will never have gender equality until a woman can walk down the street morbidly obese, bald, toothless, like as as hideous as possible and still think that every young man in the room should want to fuck her. Is that really the way we want the equality to go, though? I feel like... No, 
We want no, one half to go down. You know what I mean by that, though, is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean by that, though, is that there is this... this There is men who are completely, oh, yeah. absolutely repugnant mm. and who still imagine that women should want to fuck them. Mm. And that's, like, it, it. it's just that... I don't think that that will ever be achieved in the other way around. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't women who are like that, but it's on, on the whole the scale. Yeah. That, that attitude is not something that naturally lends itself to the position that women have been put in throughout society. Mm. Um, um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange <laughs> and it's also, it's difficult right now because it's like one thing that, um, um, you know, everyone on all sides is, uh, very aware of is how like none of these stereotypes are really true about anything. Like Kirsten sort of said, mm-hmm. I hung out with guys because I just felt more comfortable around guys. I like sports and stuff. And that's what they were doing. Um, yeah. And so that makes it even harder to, as everyone's sort of finding their own way and, mm-hmm. and enjoying the different things, it, it becomes even as it, as it remains sort of true in its own ways, it becomes even harder to sort of uh, uh, dissect uh, yeah. because the groups are less true, even though the dynamics underlying them, because a lot of the time it's not about the group that you feel you belong to. It's about the group that the people looking at you feel you belong to. Yeah. Um, and so you sort of get grouped into that. And so it's like a weird push and pull. It's a very strange time. Um, yeah. Talking about I, this think, stuff as well. I feel bad about it. But that, that thing of, um, you know, you like things that are more associated with men's interests, like, this this gets me so much because I technic like if we're going in this kind of really black and white view of the world, I have so many interests that have always been attributed to boys. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I <laughs> I used to, I love cars. I f- I really love cars. I I've always loved cars. My I had a a little toy car set before my brother even came along, and you know. Um, so I've I've always liked cars. Yeah, yeah you I, love cars. I, you famously drove race cars. Yeah, I really yeah. like cars and I like driving and I'm interested in that. But you know, even comedy I is is something where uh you know the amount of people that have said to me after a gig, Oh, you've got a really masculine style of comedy, and they think that that's a compliment. Mm. I've I've had that said to me so so much wow like a lot <laughs> congratulations um, it's not though um <laughs> yeah that's fine cool. i gotta yeah. uh so i'll be i'll be back in just a second i'm gonna uh, keep on my rant chris has to pop out for a brief minute you let him know i'll be back oh. okay you <laughs> did the wrong one <laughs> Um, so I'll just keep kind of talking about my thoughts if if everybody's okay with that. But basically, um, yeah, it's that thing of like me- like you. I've always been told that that I have these masculine interests. The fact that I drink whiskey, I can't like I constantly have people when I order a whiskey. People are like, "You were you're a whiskey drinker? Like what?" People are still so surprised by that, and you would never have that surprise from a man drinking whiskey and i just think that it's it reinforces this idea that there that 
there are things that men should like and women should like. At the end of the day, I also love really frilly, fancy dresses and, you know, um, pretty cocktails and putting on makeup and doing my hair in, in pigtails and plaits and stuff and putting bows in my hair. I fucking love putting a bow in my hair. Uh, but, you know, I just think there's this binary thing. But what is still happening is that that is still being reinforced. So the fact that I like whiskey and cars and comedy and all of this sort of thing. And even even the fact that I come on this show and I do things like talk about my sex life um, and talk about, you know, pretty like shitting myself and everything like that. A lot of people would go, most women wouldn't talk about this. Most women wouldn't, wouldn't engage so kind of casually and freely with this sort of stuff. And the more that that is just kept being said to me, the more people are surprised by that, the more it just reinforces. Am I making any sense? <laughs> I'm very aware that I'm just talking now. Um, uh, you buck the, oh, women are demure expectation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at the same time, a lot of people, if you met me in person, you know, I, I, this is a podcast, it's a show. I am not I'm not acting or anything but I am in kind of a, per, a performance mode but a lot of people when they meet me think that I am quite demure and you know I wear cardigans and I look like a librarian most of the time but then I also have tattoos and I like to wear fishnets and I like to fuck um so it's uh you know I don't know people just are too quick to put you in a box and to um, assume certain traits of you and when people keep reinforcing that at you it can really wear you down which was kind of the point I was trying to get to it's that it's that thing of of uh self-fulfilling prophecy I guess you know the more people kind of keep pointing out that it's weird that I like video games and cars and whiskey and everything the more I will feel inadequate at those things. I've always felt inadequate at gaming, especially with the pandemic. I came back into gaming and I realized I'm not actually that bad at it. I just wasn't as good as my brother, who's really good. Um, but it had always given me that thing of, oh, I'm not really a gamer because I'm not obsessed with it and I'm not really, really like good at it. <laughs> um I've had guys be surprised that I really like books and reading. I've had to restrain myself. I was thinking about that today as well, Kimmers. That's a comment in from Kimmers. Um, I was thinking about that a little bit today, which is this thing of um, men sometimes, because I, I consider myself an intellectual, I guess. Uh, I think I said that on the stream yesterday. I need to stop saying that. I sound very big headed now, but I do. Um, you know, I've always been somebody who, the smarty pants has always been something I, I fe uh, felt was a part of my personality in some way, shape or form. And so, yeah, I mean, when I talk to people like John and Chris, they, John kind of jokes sometimes that I am smart, but there's like an understanding that I am kind of well-read. I am a book person and that's fine, but sometimes I talk to people and I see them get really surprised when I say something clever and that just grinds me right up 
you know, like you'll get you'll get kind of it's usually older men will kind of say something like, um, you're a very well read young lady. Young lady is a phrase that's often employed in this context. Uh, but yeah, you'll get you'll get people that are just like you're a very well read young lady or or, you know, they'll just they'll remark upon how. How uh, clever you are or how good something you've said is. But and and there's nothing wrong with remarking on somebody if somebody says something very good or clever or intelligent. That's fine. But it's it's every now and then they say it and there's a different tone to it where it is that tone of surprise. You'll get it after gigs as a com- as a comedian as well, where a, a, a guy will go, "Oh, that was really really good," and you can sense the surprise in their voice. And it's just like, yeah, I'm fucking funny and I'm fucking clever. Get over it. You don't own these things. Like it's just yeah. Um I had toy cars and Mr. T doll and Lego as a kid. I also had really long hair, love my dresses and a bunch of dolls, a bunch of dolls too. Yeah, exactly. I was I was exactly the same. I actually the earliest that I can stem my anxiety from is from being in toy shops. Like I could never um pick a toy and I I used to get full on these were my earliest panic attacks was in toy shops to the point where I would often leave a toy shop without getting anything on you know your parents would bring you to the toy shop and be like okay we can get one thing today and my brother always knew exactly what he wanted and I could never pick anything and it used to freak me the fuck out um Hello. Hey, you're back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Just weird no things to take care of because life no, is No, that's okay. Stupid. As long as everything's okay. Yeah, everything's cool. Um, great, cool. Um I will say that people being surprised that you like something is often a reflection upon themselves. They can't put themselves in that place. Yes, I would agree with that too. And I think often when I get that response um from people there is an element of uh, like men will sometimes I think feel emasculated by it or something and it's just like oh bro which which thing is it that Um, you like because it's whiskey yeah I was kind of I still kept talking about what I was saying to you which is that you know um, uh, I technically have these masculine interests Mm. um, but there's always just this uh, what I was getting at is that um I still face a lot of people being like surprised or people being like, Oh, that's, that's really cool that you're into that. And I mean, yeah, it's cool, but it, it's actually quite, um, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, discouraging Mm. when you keep getting faced with that kind of having to justify your interests. And, and it's, it's, um, it's something that I don't think, will go anywhere for a while, um, yeah. frustratingly, uh, because um, he, uh, uh, sorry, uh, it won't go anywhere for a while because the frustrating thing about that is that often you hear that all the time. Oh my God, it's surprising that you're with that. That's surprising. I don't know many women that are into that. But for every guy that says it, mm-hmm. you might be the first woman he's ever met that's into that. Yeah, and so it's exactly. weird of like you're having very uh, the same thing. You're having very disparate things, and it takes a guy to it takes a guy who's done the extra thought to be like, if she's the first woman I've ever met that's done this, she's probably the first woman most guys have met that have done this. They probably say this shit to her all the time. I'm just gonna keep my fucking yeah. mouth shut and talk to her about it. Uh, but it's that yeah. extra step to move past the like, oh, that's cool. I've never seen this before. You know? Yeah. So it's like it's a weird, it's a frustrating position 
if it unless mm. it comes from a condescending place and they're like oh sweetheart who likes cars isn't that adorable vroom vroom well, am i right that is often where it comes from ah, is, see that's that's there just is often dick. that as yeah. well um or you know yeah it's just it's just weird and uh, or you get like that's kind of what i was just saying there when you tuned back in was uh you get people who who sort of get a bit defensive of it or something like uh and that's where i think they they get a bit emasculated feeling is that they kind mm. of it's 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 i see it a lot with gamers um there's a lot of kind of memes and stuff about gamer girls yeah. Uh, or, or even I think it happens in music a lot where a woman will say, oh, I like this band. And, and it's like yeah. the whole Internet just goes name one of their yeah. songs or yeah, something. And it's just like, get like fucking name three people... movies right now. Name three movies. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling about that joke now? <laughs> Pretty great. It's still funny. Name three movies. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Oh dear, it is oh, okay. very condescending. It's really just shitty. We have um, a, a question in the chat uh, from Mr. Steve Mooney. Do you mind if we uh, do that real quick and come back to the thing? Because I'm uh -huh. curious and I don't want it to get lost. Steve Mooney says, I did something at work a few months ago as a reaction to a homophobic slur. Can I ask your opinion? I'm not sure if I did the right thing or not. Ask away, Steve. Ask, ask your, away. Ask your, our, our opinion. Absolutely yeah. do. Um, we anyone else feeling yeah. glad uh, John's not here right now for whatever's about to come? Uh, Dropping yeah, hard F, kind of. hard F, hard G. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes quiz people about a shared interest because, like, shared interest, tell me your hot takes, fellow fan. There, that, but trust me when I say Intent. that people can tell the difference yeah. between those two vibes. And this is the thing of you know, this is the whole argument that fucking hashtag not all men is just like. Nobody first has thing ever on the said LED hat. First thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever said it's not all men. Um, but you know, and and guys are like, oh, but that means just we can't flirt with women or hit on them or or anything like that. And it's like, odds are, if you are speaking like this, you probably should stop because you're definitely the kind of person that's making people uncomfortable. But also, like women can tell, and also there's a difference between flirting with somebody and being a creep. And women know what that difference is. Mm. And we we can tell the intent. Uh, <laughs> that name three movies <laughs> thing is about is less about women and more about how you've not seen any movies and can't even spell <laughs> cinema, Ashley. Can you not spell cinema? David don't look at the comment. Don't look at the comment. <laughs> I can't spell cinema. I don't know where that meant. David, stop adding to the myth, okay? <laughs> stop creating more story arcs to the saga or whatever. Quick, name three um, myths. <laughs> name three what? Myths. Myths? Yeah. Um, all men are pedophiles and rapists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not the kind of myth I thought you were going to go for. I was expecting a more Greek yeah, thing, but I like it. Yeah, that's why I went I like for it. it. <laughs> uh myths um i'm not huge up on my myths to be honest i don't i never i was never one of those people that got into myth busting or ashley doesn't like stories that's what i've taken from this no matter what no matter the format not into stories oh christ anti-story mashling mashling i don't know what <laughs> fucking that was <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh we got Steve. We got God. Steve moving. Here we go. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Steve says, a guy I was working with made some very inappropriate comments about gay and trans people, so I painted my toenails, knowing that they would never see them under my work boots. Now I think that I should have confronted them rather than pulling a stunt. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I think... Um, I think... I kind of like that you've just done something for yourself in that situation. Um, sometimes you kind of have to pick and choose your battles. If you think that this particular person is just a waste of your time and energy, then don't mm. waste your time and energy on them. They are not worth... It's not... It's just sometimes uh, it's you're fighting a losing battle sometimes. And... Yeah. What you know is your own values, and um, I just think if there was a gay or trans person in the environment, it probably would have been a very good move to be uh, somebody that can step in and stand up for that person because... The unfortunate thing is that very few people will stand in for a cause that is not personal to them. Mm. Um, you know, you won't always be that person that will just stand up for something because, I mean, very often you're afraid that you're being insensitive to it or, you know, there's a lot of guys that won't step in in case the girl feels like you're being a condescending arsehole about it or something like that, you know? Mm. And... Yeah, sometimes that true. That's true. I guess. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. To be completely honest, <laughs> um, one. Um, I, I remember one I, moment of that in my life. Sorry, if you if you if you found your thought. No, go, go on. It, but... I, I've completely lost what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, just in the. Uh, um, there's a great yeah. Beardy noise said it. Uh, sometimes just a little not cool, man. Uh, can can yeah. do it just to pierce the armor because sometimes yeah, it's you about don't have to fight. Um, but then also jobs are funny because I don't know the power dynamic at your job. I don't know yeah. what, what puts it at risk, what kind of thing. We don't know any of that. So that we can't tell you what to do. It's a very, it's a very delicate mm -hmm. thing. Um, but like, I remember like just to the power of how much that changes it. And to be fair, this is with my little brother. So I held a lot more power in that relationship. Um, but just, I didn't, I don't remember this happening. He remembers it completely. He told me about it years later. He was in, okay like third or fourth grade or something. So he was about 10, I was about 12, 13. Um, and it was after the first day of school and he came back and he was like, oh man, there is a girl in my class that is so fat, it's hilarious. And clearly people have been making fun of this girl for being fat, he's 10 years old, kids are bullies yeah. or whatever. And I did apparently I didn't even look at him, I was just playing video games and I was like, oh, who gives a shit? Like, why okay. is that funny? And just kept playing my game and he just stopped making fun of her. He was like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, Fair that's so cool. And he marks that as like, that was like a seminal moment for him. Like he changed a lot of how he treated people as a result of that. Um, I don't remember it to this day, even when he reminded me of it, like it was nothing. But even like mm -hmm. just saying that little thing of like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then just going yeah. about your day, not going on a tirade, not being like, here's why. Just being like, the fuck are you talking about, idiot? And going around yeah. can really do a thing to be fair like i said he was my little brother it's a very different mm -hmm. power dynamic yeah but 
No, I think that that's a really, really good point is that you don't always have to um, battle to the death, as it were. You don't always have to uh, completely shut somebody down or or sometimes a little comment is enough to just undermine them mm. and make them feel a little bit embarrassed sometimes. Um, and that can do more than being like com- confrontational and getting into an argument about it. Um, I think I just wanted to come back to what Steve Mooney said on top of that. Um, I don't believe there are any gay or trans people who work there. I am bi, but I haven't brought it up yet because I think the environment may be a bit too toxic. Well, Mm. in that situation, you are aware of your environment enough to know what doesn't, doesn't feel safe for you as well. Um, you know, I think you do have to assess your own personal safety and, uh your own personal kind of strength i think as well um you know and not in terms of like how strong are you but strengths and weaknesses i think yeah strengths and weaknesses whether or not you think you can articulate something uh well enough for it to be worth your while or yeah uh you know but but also just your strength and how you think you can handle it if it doesn't go the way that you intend Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I understand what Steven is saying as well as a gay man, a silent hidden protest is useless to me. And though the intent is from a good place, I think going for something seen as feminine, maybe using a harmful cliche. I agree with where that's coming from. I don't think that Steve Mooney is doing it in that way though. Um, I, I imagine that that is something that Steve Mooney maybe. Uh, you said you painted your toenails. I mean, is it the kind of thing where you maybe even would like to paint your fingernails, but you don't feel comfortable in your work environment to mm. do something like that? Well, so he, he said he kept doing it. You're doing something for yourself, though. Yeah. Sometimes you're doing something for your own <coughs> self-worth and reminding yourself of your own values and your own strength Yeah, can mean more than make trying to force somebody else to adopt those values because that is very often a losing battle um but i i understand where steven is coming from with that as well there mm. is uh, a lot of heterosis white men that make completely pointless statements and mm. i i saw something about twitch today um, and and it was cis white people. It wasn't even just women as well. And it was um, that cis white people uh, often make empty gestures. And it, it was kind of coming yeah. out of that whole um, you know day where you don't stream thing. Yeah. Um, and it is an empty gesture. It's the black square on on the 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 Instagram black square thing for Black Lives Matter. Totally empty gesture if you're not going to mm. do anything with it. Um, I think you just kind of have to assess your own values a lot of the time. And sometimes that is, you you just, you're going to pick and choose your battles. That's all really. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten very heavy and very serious. <laughs> um, thank you so much for subscribing, Richard Wright. Thank you, Richard Wright. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm torn on uh, empty gestures. Mm-hmm. because uh, some of them are absolutely self-serving uh, and those ones can go fuck themselves when it's um, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. sort of glory baiting 
um, motions. But yeah, a lot of the time, especially there are people that are vocal naturally. Ashley, you're one of them of just like wrong addressed. Mm-hmm. Not a common group. Uh, most people, it begins with small things and then gradually it builds to something else, you know? Um, and so with things that are like ostensibly empty gestures, like I remember during uh, when I was in Montreal, there was a, it was called the Red Square protest. Um, and it started out as being a protest against uh, the universities were taking advantage of international students. Uh, and then it progressed into this sort of overall um, uh, almost sort of generational protest um, okay. that took over Montreal in a really cool and exciting way until the cops kept kettling people and beating the shit out of them. I had friends in the hospital with broken ribs and stuff. Got real nasty. Um, yeah, Monstro, Monstro is an old friend of mine uh, from Montreal. He remembers. It was it was kind of a wild time. Um, I went to a few of the protests. Uh, you would, Everyone was wearing sort of felt red squares on their backpack or on their jacket or things like that. Sort of a... Mm-hmm solidarity thing people were changing their profile i'm sure i will have changed my facebook profile picture to that i was like 22 um i definitely did it um but there's something about um a critical mass of empty gestures oh yeah i think i think that that is different though awesome awesome chico awesome cool i love chico chico i can't wait to see you man I'm going to be over in Montreal soon. I know you said you're back and forth, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you when I get out there. He's, I love this guy. Um, but yeah, but so because of that, it's like there's a there's a sort of moment in when some empty gestures are for other people and those are often not productive, but some empty mm-hmm. gestures are for yourself. And it sounds like, you know, Steve I... painting his toes was a, a a small gesture that was just for him and just kept to himself. But it was a sort of mm-hmm. sense of like, I'm not just going to let this slide by me. I've got to do something, and if I can't do something overt, because you know he can't even necessarily come out to his coworkers, let alone yeah, you know, confront them on bigger uh, or like more general uh, things. Um, a little thing like that is a, a something to take strength from. Um, but I wouldn't. And so not... I wouldn't classify that as an empty gesture. It's it's a it's a restrained gesture. Hmm. Well, I meant um, in the but in the way that like um, and this isn't you know Stephen. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Stephen. Um, uh, you know, CGR isn't like, you know, try to tap but the, the, the first no, comment no. he made seemed to seem to paint it as sort of an empty gesture. It was sort of like without confronting the problem, you're not helping yeah. me. And with things like that, I'm always sort of, I'm torn about them. No. And, and this is the thing is that it is, it is this not black and white thing. It is all we're, that we're all having a discussion. I don't think any of this is uh, being taken up badly or anything but we are having a discussion and of course in in terms of the chat you're limited in what you can really put across sometimes um in in a few kind of words in a chat box <laughs> um, yeah absolutely but, yeah. you know uh i think i think it's definitely i can see the point that steven steve mooney made and i can see the point that steven cdr made mm-hmm. um and and i can see where they're both coming from um absolutely more reaction to that particular person's comments. I can't remember them exactly, but they did mention nail polish. I feel a bit conflicted about that action, so sorry if that offended anybody. I don't think it's offended anybody. Um, I think it is it is nice to uh, discuss all of these different things. And I think yeah. if it meant something to you and to... Because as we've just kind of said is that um, 
you know, you you don't necessarily feel safe enough in this environment to even come out to your coworkers. So if that gesture <laughs> means something to you, then it's not an empty gesture. It is something that you're doing for your own peace of mind. Um, and you're you're I think that that's it's that thing of being there's a difference between self-care and, and being selfish, mm. um, you know, and and I think that those two things have to be that that has to be considered um, the whole time because, you know, I know that um, something that I think about a lot is I get really, really upset by homeless people, not mm. not like what's wrong with them. They shouldn't be here. Nothing like that. It I just... saw I saw a video of you on Lively kicking homeless woman <laughs> just the other day. You kept yelling. You were just throwing bootstraps <laughs> at her and going, "Pick up, pick yourself up." Just hands. Damn I don't know where I you totally bought all these bootstraps I got that from. Taken down. Hundreds of bootstraps. Oh God! <laughs> I've never even seen um, a bootstrap before. <laughs> it, it it's something that I think it's because it's so, uh, especially living in Glasgow, I've noticed it a lot more. Um, mm. Well, you know what? There's quite a lot in Edinburgh as well. There's quite a big homeless uh, population in Scotland in general. Mm. Um, and it does upset me seeing so many homeless people around, but I will not, you know, I will very, very rarely um, interact with home. I, I say hello mm. when I walk past. I don't pretend that they're not human beings, but I... Um, I would never give money and I would never really approach somebody, you know, especially if I'm by myself. I might mm. sometimes be a bit braver if I'm not by myself, but I have a friend who works in homeless outreach um, in Glasgow and she tells me a lot of stories, mm. but pretty much 95% of homeless men are sex offenders and murderers like so as in damn so many it's not that's not really a stereotype this is legitimately her statistics as in like pre-homeless or started becoming that post-homeless probably a mixture of both okay um because in, so in canada it just... it's all ex-mental health uh, uh hospital residents because we just shut all yeah. the hospitals and shoved them out in the street no in in, in scotland there's most of them are, are sex offenders, rapists, and murderers. And Oof. Nasty. yeah, so it's just like I am—I am a young woman, usually out by myself. I'm—I'm I'm not mm. putting myself in that situation. That person yeah. may be struggling with some, you know, it might be really cold, or I, you know, whatever mm. it is that I see is happening. I just can't put myself in that position. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. If I if I'm with can't help if I'm everybody. with Sharon, I usually end up being slightly involved because she <laughs> will just be like, "Oh, I know this guy. I need to go stop him from overdosing," um, and then we just continue on to lunch. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she is very Shout well trained. And she knows what she's doing. But uh, yeah. oh fuck, I said her name. <laughs> you know what? She'll <laughs> love being mentioned on the show. But she, um, I didn't say her full name. It's fine. Um, but she's fantastic. She, Sharon uh, Stone. <laughs> she's she's amazing. I have so I'm so in awe of her. Uh, but she she has saved a lot of people's lives in this work that she does. But she has also um, been flashed and had men wank on her and like all of the above. 
so many times and I'm just like I know I could not do your work <laughs> yep. nope takes a special person it takes a yeah. lot of patience she's a very special person um very very special person and uh yeah but yeah. She, and and you know she always says that more often than not you could be giving somebody the money that it will require them to overdose themselves uh so yeah i always just pick one homeless that. person i just pick one person in my neighborhood and i go i'm helping you and then yeah. when i see that person if they want food i get a food if they want a bit of money i give them a bit of money i just pick that one yeah. person I don't, I, they're not the first person I see. I live in the neighborhood mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, get the lay of the land, who's walking around yeah. screaming at people. And I so go, you seem, you of, seem chill. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. So I'm kind but. of at that place now. Um, well, I had a, I had a weird experience in Edinburgh where I, you know, I, I always, I kind of used to um, think that I could, I could maybe help homeless women when I saw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a great actress. Uh, Sharon Stone is an incredible actress and a great humanitarian, <laughs> apparently, and a good friend to our friend Ashley. So we're pro Sharon Stone here. This is a pro Sharon great. Stone podcast from now on. <laughs> um, but then I I went up to a homeless woman in Edinburgh one day, and I just said, "I don't have any cash on me, but I have my card." Uh, or I think I had my phone. I was using Google Pay on my phone. I was like, "I don't mm. have any cash. I have my phone though. Would you like me to get you a sandwich and a drink?" And she was really like. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I went across also, the road you know, to get her. It's not up to coffee. her to be grateful. No, it's not. But it, there was, it only struck me like I wouldn't have minded, except for what happened after that, which was I went across the road and got her a coffee, and I ordered a sandwich, and I just passed comment. I don't really know what she might want. It's for the woman that's outside on the street, and the mm. woman in the cafe just went don't give that woman your money these women and they're very i think they're um roman women uh like romani romani gypsies yeah, yeah, yeah. um which i'm not sure if that's a politically correct term but i actually gypsy don't is know not of... romani no is. gypsy's not okay yeah. romani that's my bad i actually didn't know the correct term in the 70s and then it's fine <laughs> Because that I genuinely song fucking didn't know slaps. the correct term for that one, so uh, thank you for telling me. <laughs> no problem, um, but do listen to that Gypsy song by Cher because it's awesome. Okay, I'll listen to that. It's a great uh, song. But <laughs> uh, so I the 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 woman in the cafe was just like, I don't give don't give her your money. I was like, why? And she said, she's not homeless. That woman has a house out in Portobello she earns 30 grand a year and she gets dropped off there every morning in a big black jeep wow. to earn that money that she gets just sitting there wow have you considered and... the possibility that the woman that was telling you that was a ghost <laughs> a lying just, ghost it's that thing where definitely the woman in the shop could have been the kind of conspiracy theory that kind the ghost a, a might conspiracy tell. Theory, but she said, "No, no, I literally watched the jeep drop her off. Like, yeah. she's there when the woman's getting dropped off in the morning. She's literally seen this jeep, and it's yeah. like a big, black, <laughs> uh, fancy jeep kind of thing. It's not even a rundown old thing. And it does feel like a jealous lie diamond. It does. It really does. But, but I trust I did Ashley speak, to, to I did tell speak to... by the person." 
I did speak to Sharon about it and she mm. did confirm that that is a thing that happens. So Sharon Stone. Oh my God. Yeah. What's she um, like? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, I no longer trust my judgment. Um, but there is, there's a woman who sits outside, um, where I go for my shopping and I, I think I've kind of gotten used to her now. She seems really nice. She always just says, hey, how's it? She's always just like, hi, uh, you know, how's it going kind of thing. She's not like look, asking for money or anything. She's just there and she just says hi to everybody that goes into the shop. And I'm kind of like, I feel like someday I may say hello to you mm. and see if there's anything I can get you. Um, but I also might talk to Sharon about that before I do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you've got someone that can vet your homeless people, somebody, then yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like before you take your car to the fucking mechanic, you take it to your friend that knows cars. And they go, this is what's actually wrong with it. If you got an yeah. expert, you got to use an expert. Can I just say, I'm loving that the chat is because I know, I know that a few years ago, and I'm not saying that you people in, in particular that are watching would have been like this, but the general sense, I think this speaks to currently and also the crowd that we've curated is, um, Everyone is being like, I think that person in the shop sounds like a fucking liar. And that sounds like a xenophobic lie that someone would tell, which is very nice because it's super rare that someone takes the side of a homeless person when it comes to the mm -hmm. idea of someone scamming people out of money. Um, yeah. So I just want to applaud everyone for that being your instinct. I think that's super cool. Um, I like that very, very much. Yeah. I think it is good. Um, oh, I, also, I see Stephen's we quick, point uh, as well. Oh. oh, wait. Oh, which one are you? Oh, I was just going to uh, uh, just want to send out hugs to Steve Mooney because I'm not sure if we uh, solved or helped at all, but uh, lots of love, but oh, sounds yeah. like a tough spot. Yeah. And thank you for, for the. Uh, it's great to get questions and, and, and get suggestions because, you know, obviously we talk to each other five nights a week. We're going to run dry mm. at some point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's nice that you trusted but, us with us, with it. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. Thank so you. I yeah, we hope it was some bit of a, a nice thinking point, but obviously we're not in any way to be trusted with our opinions and don't follow any advice that comes from this channel. That's you know, we mostly talk about times we pooped. <laughs> yeah. We're not role models in any way. <laughs> um uh, sorry, Stephen's point then. Uh, bad people are everywhere. Um, where I've, it scrolled away where again from me. Uh, oh, there you go. Shouldn't I? Uh, couldn't I be giving the money for someone to buy? Couldn't, but couldn't I be giving the money for someone to buy drugs? They just happen to be working the till in a shop. Yeah, hundred percent. Bad people are everywhere. I'm so conflicted about giving money to a homeless person or not. As who am I to make that judgment? Yeah, and I, I think there's a story from a little while ago of, of uh, um, you know, it's it says something about your character that you're willing to give money to somebody more, and it says somebody about that person's character, what they do with it. You can only be responsible for your own character. Mm. And that's, you know, a very important point as well. It's just, I think it's really difficult. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know what Stephen's situation is, but I personally have struggled with money a lot for the past however many years. Like, I'm. It's something that really gets me depressed. It's something that really bothers me and gets my anxiety mm -hmm. going. Um, so when it comes to my money, I 
I'm very often like I, I, I do struggle to part with it because I feel like I've worked so hard to get any of it mm. that I need to put it back into myself before I can yeah. kind of be this really big charitable person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, a few a few times uh, homeless people have asked me for money and I've always go, like, I don't have any. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And I'm, I'm not going to turn around and be like, I don't have money for rent. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent this month. Yeah. So I could be you in about three weeks. So I don't, I actually don't have money. There's technically cash in my pockets, but it is not mine. (laughs) And it is that thing of like, okay, yeah, I'm not in poverty. You know, I'm not starving. I have a roof over my head, but I'm also working very hard to keep that. And I need to mind myself first and foremost, you know, (laughs) uh, oh god we've yeah. we've gone heavy tonight chris yeah that's all right <laughs> usually get, right. usually we get quite giddy when john's away <laughs> there'll be time we still got time it's all good we do still that's, have time it's been very nice i like it very much it's hard it's hard to keep up with uh mm. with everything that's that's going on in the chat just trying to yeah. think yeah yeah i remember bill hicks used to have a bit i know it's it's sort of fashionable to shit on bill hicks but i've you know he was very good to me in formative years. Uh, um, and one of the things that he said was, uh, uh, oh, don't give it to homeless people. They're going to spend it on drugs. And he's like, I'm going to spend it on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I remember just hearing That's that simple good. thought. I hadn't heard it before. And when I heard it out of his mouth, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Mine wasn't drugs, <laughs> but it was booze. I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally spend all this on booze. What the hell am I? <laughs> What's this fucking pedestal I've put myself on? This is. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Stephen, you started a new job. Congratulations. Um, that's great. That's fantastic. Congratulations, Stephen. Congratulations on your new job. Are you excited about it? Um, you've always done bar work, right? Yeah, that's very good. Um, yeah, I did from um, I guess like nineteen until I went full time doing stand up, which was about six years ago. Okay. So yes, yeah, so a while, fifteen years. Yeah. No, twelve, twelve years. Yeah. Have With you breaks, done? Yeah. Have you had other jobs? I've had so many jobs. Okay, what jobs have you had? <laughs> uh, I worked at, my first job was at a sporting goods store uh, selling um, hats. And I used to have a skill that I could look at a person and I knew exactly the hat size that they would wear. Um, Ooh. I had that job and getting that job was great because I remember my mom said, uh, you, can't just, you can't just walk into a store and have a job. And then I did exactly <laughs> that. I did exactly that. Oh, that's such a Chris Bet thing to do. <clears throat> She was so annoyed. It was great. But I'd already built up a relationship with the owner of the store because I used to go in and buy hats all the time. I love sports. And so I just walked in and I was like, I need a job. He was like, hired. Don't worry about it. Come on in. It was the best. That's lovely. (laughs) Uh, No, Patty, it was a Blue Line Sports. It was a tiny little franchise that no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, But yes, they employed me through high school and then I graduated and then uh, janitor uh, at a youth hostel in the south of France. Uh, Okay. Maybe the best job I've ever had. That's fun. 
absolutely fantastic. Only did the outdoors, so just had to pick up garbage oh, in the nice. camp, campground. No I would sheets and bed sheets and hoovering mm, and oh. none of that. And any oh. like puke or anything you found, you could just put leaves over it. There was no <laughs> <laughs> outdoor cleaning is such a different job to indoor cleaning. Yeah, it was so good. And the only indoor that I had to do was the pub. There was a pub on site, okay. Um, which every now and then I had to put sawdust on puke. But for the most part, it was just sweep up, give it a mop once a week, wax the floor. And there was a uh, the waxing day was the best because staying at the hostel at the same time was a French breakdancing school. And so they would wait until they would wait so excited until the waxing had been finished. <laughs> and they'd be like, can I can I come in? Can we come dance? I was like, come on in, boys. Let's do some Oh, they liked the freshly waxed floor. Yeah. And they were like really good. The two guys that were teaching it were amazing. I remember one guy spun on his head for, I swear to God, a minute and a half. It was nuts. That's cool. Um, And so, and then they would all sort of learn their things. They taught me three breakdancing moves uh, so that I could go in if ever there was a a dance circle. Can you still do those moves? I can do one of them. (laughs) But that's it. I can only do one. Um, Do it right now. But uh, it's, I don't think we'll be able to catch it on camera. And honestly, I would break something. It involves, it's the one where you go on your side like this and kick your legs out sort of up to okay. the side. Yeah, I can do that. Still do that. Yeah, I can still do that. Nice. Um, and uh, um, see, so yeah, I used to be able to go into dance circles, do three moves, and then leave. <laughs> that would, I'd have to leave the party. <laughs> it's, you can't just look cool once. It's not enough. They're going to ask you back. So it was oh, God. Gone. Um, don't That's use so the moves funny. to John. Yeah, John will die. Pop, lock, and leave. That's me. Pop, lock, and leave. Oh, now I'm trying to think. Is John a dancer? No, he's got dyspraxia. I know, but like, you know, not. I I don't mean like. Is he good at dancing? Is mm. he somebody who dances? Um, he's someone who enjoys music a great deal. I don't know that okay. it speaks through his body. Oh, I need to see that. I just realized I've never really been in that environment with him. Hmm. So that's fun. I feel like he stomps a lot and does the fist. (laughs) Bites his bottom lip and just rocks out. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Ashley, have you been concentrating? What? I don't understand that one either. David, you're going to have to explain. Oh, as in, have I been concentrating on who John is as a person? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, but, you know, I still think it's a fair question. Oh, yeah. Didn't we watch him dance in silence? That was two fists. I didn't actually see that one, but. Yeah, yeah you were so here I'm for that. Him. Was I? That was during the eight hour stream. That was right at the end of the eight hour stream. And we just we muted him and we just put him on the screen and we just watched him dance for a while while we oh, while we narrated over it. Oh yeah. no, I I do remember that. And actually, it still it doesn't really give me a great yeah. Anyway, but there was a whole stream that he did before. I think before I, I was think involved. before he hurt himself. Yeah. Yeah, that was the solo. He stream just days. danced. Yeah. <laughs> um. He was uh, he was pure creativity back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what other jobs have great. I had? Oh yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, I was janitor. Uh, then I worked at the HMV in Cork. That was yes. my next job. Um, 
Then I moved back to. I find that so funny that you lived in Cork. I loved Cork so much. What it's years did you time. live there? To the uh, over the Christmas of two thousand two, two thousand three. Christmas 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was very young. Yeah, I got there in like September. How old were you? Think, I don't think I would have been there in in that shop in that time. It is now a golden disc. It is a golden um, disc. I was upset, but happy it's on the family. I would have been nine and ten. Yeah, we wouldn't have crossed paths. No. No. I had a blast. I don't... I don't I'm trying to think, was I would I have been in there at that age though? And I don't think I would have. It's right around Christmas though. It's the time when, you know, parents Christmas, were bringing all their though, kids I through. Could've, I yeah. could have been in there. I was in the stockroom though. They tucked me away. Okay. Yeah. So we wouldn't have. Then. Yeah. I would have been, I was tucked away just listening to Billy Connolly albums. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I loved it there. I had so much fun. Um, I was loath to leave, but I thought that I was going to get a job in the Alps, but I timed it wrong. And I went right at the end of the season. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, then I moved back to Canada for a while. I don't remember what I did in that time. Not much. Oh, I worked at a Safeway, and I hated it so much. An old man walked up to me who was working there, and he said, you hate it here. You should quit. <laughs> oh, my God. What's a Safeway? Um, it's a green grocer, like Sainsbury's. Okay, right. Yeah, it's our Sainsbury's. Um, really and that's when I got it. my first bartending job. Oh, okay. That's cool. I emailed a oh, buddy of mine. Were, you were young doing all that traveling then. Yeah, five days after I graduated high school, I was in Nice. I just left. What age did you graduate high school at? 18. Okay. Yeah. So you did quite a bit in like a year then. Yeah, I had a busy year. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And then, um, yeah, so I was I was in Canada and I hated it. And I sent an email to, to a friend of mine that I met at the hostel. We shared a tent. So that's, I met him at another hostel that was like an hour away from the one we ended up working at. And we just got along because we were both really into hacky sack. Uh, and uh, oh my we, God. oh yeah. A hacky sack. I still have, I still I have a hacky forgot. sack. You still have it two hands. I, hand. I you still just have a hacky sack. Up. <laughs> yeah, I love them. They're so good. What, what does one, I forget what one does with a hacky sack. You just, you just kick, kick it. it and stuff. Just yeah. Keep it up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that there was a thing, but yeah, like your school would always have a load of them and you would do them for activities when the teacher didn't really want to teach you. Oh, no, we didn't have, have ours was always that. on our terms. That was the teachers were not really? excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it was not incorporated into the curriculum. Um, no, I mean, it's never incorporated into the curriculum, <laughs> but <laughs> it is as we are learning in uh, my course, it is uh, the hidden curriculum. It's everything that you learn in the school that is not technically part of the formal curriculum, but is still uh, crucial information for contributing towards society. I remember oh, sorry. understanding authority and mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And hacky sack is probably in the same genre or yeah. it's the, um, uh, what's, oh, there's another curriculum, the null curriculum. That's the one. That sounds like a crystal maze <laughs> area. It's the information You're now entering you... the null curriculum. I th oh, now I'm doubting if that's the right term. There's the null curriculum, the hidden curriculum, and there's another one, and I feel like it could be the other one now. But anyway, there's one where it's extra stuff that you learn, 
that just isn't part of any curriculum and maybe okay. the, the hacky stuff is just in that uh, yeah <laughs> I, was, uh, I remember i remember realizing that um that what was the first one you said the sub curriculum or the hidden si curriculum hidden curriculum i remember re realizing that when i was about 16 um oh, yeah. Because um, I remember I looked I looked at the things that we were given in school. Well, I was given a Patty, take care, buddy. Have a great sleep. Always good to see you, man. Um, I remember I was I was looking at the they gave us a textbook and it was from the seventies, and it okay. was nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. And I was like, "There's no way this is about education." And so I looked around and realized I was like, "Oh, it's about meeting people and socializing and understanding." How community works and things like that and then showing that you can put in the work to get a grade and i kept trying to explain that to my friends and they just wouldn't hear it they were just <laughs> like no i don't think that's true and i remember so many of them at the end of, at the end of high school came up in the because i had a blast once i realized yeah. that i was like oh i get this now i had so much fun in high school just hacky it's sacking. pretty impressive that you in, it, that you were able to clock onto that at such a young age well it was such a Poor lie, because the equipment yeah. was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this is what they want us to do." Uh... And um, and so yeah, I remember so many of them. And when we were graduating, they're like, "You son of a bitch! You knew the whole time." I, was like, I did know the whole time. Uh, very sorry. I tried to tell you, man. It's like when I tried to get my friends to come see Kings of Leon at a bar with fifty people. And I was like, "You're gonna be upset that you missed this. This is gonna be a good evening." They yeah. didn't listen to me then either. My friends are idiots. I try to oh. help. No one listens. That's cool. I'm like, what's That's her name? Really Who's cool. It? Is it Sybil? The one who can see the future, but no one believes her? I have no idea. Someone in the chat's going to know. Um, who was that woman? She was cursed. She she knew. Yeah, it was Sybil. Yeah, Sybil okay. could uh, 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 see the future, but uh, uh, was cursed with never. Cassandra. It wasn't Sybil. It was Cassandra. Sybil was the one who. She was one of the, uh, I don't know, not muses, whatever the fucking word is, clairvoyant. It was Cassandra. In yeah, what, what a what shitty is this from? <laughs> uh, like Greek myth. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I understand now. <laughs> I, we can yeah. do myths. That's right, Diamond. <laughs> I did say I am a little bit behind on my mythology. Mm, they're great. I highly recommend um, Celtic mythology, sure. Greek mythology, not so much. I tried to read that. I tried to read some Celtic mythology when I was a kid. I got what really, to read? I got like temporarily interested in Irishness uh, what, when what, I was young. I don't remember. I was, I was like 11. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. I just met all my <laughs> Irish aunts and uncles. And so I was like, right. oh, Ireland. Uh, and then it was just like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's funny. So, uh, coming from Beardy Noise, Cassandra was cursed by Apollo for spurning him. He gave her the gift of foresight, but she never really believed. That's it. Um, oh. A guy punishing a woman by no one believing her? Oh, that guy knew what was fucking going on. That is... Mm, 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 yeah. Damn. Myths are dope. Um, have you ever read uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse, myth, Norse Mythology? No, I haven't. But so I do, fun. Yeah, I do know the kind of significance of it. Uh, so fun. It's a very popular book. Um, well, because I, I worked in bookshops all throughout school and and mm. university and so there's a lot like i know a lot about books that i haven't read <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I get that. which is quite nice uh in a way 
um, I can I can still engage with a conversation about a book if if I haven't read. <laughs> mm. Yeah, American Gods is great. I loved American Gods. Yeah. Um, the the ocean at the end of the lane. Nothing has reminded me more of being a small child than the ocean at the end of the lane. That I was like, I was back. I was back in it. Wow. I really like Neil Gaiman. I went on like a run of his a little while ago, and I didn't. Um, I didn't because I would. I just didn't read fiction for years. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. I kept starting it, and it just never grabbed me. Um, okay. And then, uh, uh, and then Sadaf put me onto it because she was really into Fitzgerald. So I read a couple of F. Scott Fitzgerald books because she was a girl I liked. So I read the thing that she yeah. liked, um, and it was great. And then, um, and so gradually, I've been working my way back into it. And the last, the last author that I went, this guy, this guy's speaking my language. Uh, that was uh, Neil Gaiman. Okay. He's so he's so good. I've I haven't liked a single um, TV. Oh no, I liked Good Omens, but I thought American Gods was dog shit. Um, yeah, I've heard that the fight Wednesday being perfect. Great. Um, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I really struggle with reading nonfiction, um, and uh, I th- I think it's because it's just escapism for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just going into fiction, I just, uh, whereas nonfiction, I just, I very quickly become quite, um, tired and I tend to fall asleep a lot when I try to read nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find it really hard to engage, but you know, at the same time, I also read a lot. So, yeah. uh, you know, I do read a lot of nonfiction as well, but yeah, the stuff that I really devour is fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I had that thing that you have with, cocktails no with books like i'm i'm very good at picking up books for people oh nice um and i can i can pr- like i'm that person that gives books as a gift <laughs> yeah and uh, nails it you know and and yeah. nails it yeah know? yeah that's um, a tough one weirdly though i was talking to my mom recently uh, I, I realized this with my mom and dad recently that uh i've very rarely been given a book as a gift it's tough though because people don't like to buy books for people that love books. Yeah. Because it's a lot of pressure and you feel judged. Yeah. It's like people don't buy me whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and when exactly. they do, I've had two people try to buy me whiskey that aren't Sadaf. Sadaf can buy it for me. But um Okay. Everyone else, unless they're like a bartender and they know what the fuck they're talking about, really artlessly tries to trick me into telling them what whiskey I want. Uh That's so funny. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's 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 something that yeah, it's scary to buy. I oh, get David Hoare, I will totally do that. I will I will recommend you some books as soon oh. as I have a minute to think about that. Well, let's how about how about we close out the show right now? Like not right <laughs> now, but with yeah. Ashley recommends books based on what she knows about your Twitch character. Oh start, god. Start with I mean, me. It's very start with me to get it going. Twitch characters. But you you know about them. Start with me. I recommend a book do. for me. Okay, a book for you. Um, well, do you want fiction or nonfiction? We do have to establish what you want. Uh, I think right now, I think I'm in a nonfiction spot. I'm currently reading a book called Aku Aku about uh, the first um, full uh, uh, archaeological trip to Easter Island. Ooh, it's very good. That's very interesting. It's very good. Oh, that's very interesting. It's a wild story. Um, okay, I am slightly um, maybe behind on nonfiction, but 
Because you like fucking, you like really intricate information as well. Yeah. See, I have the opposite of you where I don't need escapism because my brain is stupid. Yeah. So I I just walk around thinking dumb things. Did I tell you my joke about pissing off singers? No. So this is where my brain went the other day. This is how I spend my day. Um, I was just thinking about, oh, this is how, this is how, uh, I, I would annoy a singer. I'd be like, oh, I spent lockdown learning how to sing. Listen, listen, listen. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And that's, the scales only go one way. <laughs> so saying it back down will make them want to pull their fucking hair out. Uh, but that's how I spend my day is just thinking stupid, <laughs> stupid things. Just ridiculous that's dumb so shit. So silly. Yeah, that's how I. That's um, how I spend all my really, day. So really silly. I want to briefly just. I'm gonna look at my nonfiction books to see what I can remember that I have. Oh, I'm very close to my microphone. Um, <laughs> nonfiction recommendation: Rose George on toilets. Oh, blood, toilets, and, blood shipping. and shipping. Three different books. Cool. I will check very those out. Thank you. Um. Hang on, what are my <laughs> books? My books are behind my computer. That's why I'm doing this. People I think... hate this. Even if you call the ropes ropes, you got to call them lines. They get very serious about it. They get so mad. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that leprechaun yeah, was very hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay. What would I recommend for you? I'm so on the spot with this. There's a book, and I I can't remember the name of it, but for some reason I feel like this might be right up your street. Hmm. Um, Oh, I think I might have saved it. What's it about? It's about mushrooms. Okay. Like magic mushrooms or just mushrooms in general? Just all mushrooms. Like a really deep dive into fungus. You are not far off. That's exactly. I mean, one of the best <laughs> books I ever read was about freshwater eels. Like I love. Okay. I love learning about things that I know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name of it. And I think I've actually lost it. Um. Oh, no. It's called Entangled Life Entangled by Merlin Life. Sheldrake. Okay. You, good shout. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. add that to my list. I'll get that. <laughs> I haven't read it. But again, it's that thing of I have just engaged with a lot of books that I haven't read. Entangled life. Here we go. How fungi make our worlds, change our minds and shape our futures. Dope. <laughs> Definitely going to read this. Awesome. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um that's really fun. Um I'm trying to think what else I would probably recommend for you. Hi, my name is Ruin. Take care. Have a good sleep. Why are you still awake if you have to wake up in five and a half hours? Oh, God. Go to sleep. Um, that's the name. It's very, very good. Oh, uh, Chico's read it. Yes, that's the name. It's very, very good. My wife told me some things about it uh, that got me into it, but haven't started yet. There we go. Confirmation. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. I got that one. <laughs> nice one. One down. So we'll one do we'll do a couple day. of these um, and then and then we'll call it a stream. Uh, yeah. Since David brought it up, 
Let's start oh, with David. Oh yeah, David. Okay, David, yeah. you like fiction, software building, if fantasy. Mainly, I want books that are fun. Okay, books that are fun. Okay. And you like a bit of fantasy. David what? Hoare, have you ever read the Pat um Soft World? Do you like intense books or would you be wanting something that's pretty chill? Soft World, is that about John Hastings? Oh no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no. Oh, not us. We're but John. Yeah. No. Oh. Um <laughs> you want chill. chill okay okay yeah i was going with one that might have been slightly intense i think um in terms of chill vibes let me just while ashley looks i have a recommendation for a very fun chill vibe and i can i only thought of it because it's neil gaiman uh a nancy boys if you haven't read it a nancy boys Don't very fun it's a, uh, it's so you know Anansi in American Gods, who's a spider god. Um, it's his okay. kids. Oh, okay. It's excellent. So fun, so silly, uh, but also very uh, sort of uh, uh, engrossing and adventurous. Okay. Oh, Tor Greed is wondering what the intense one was for a friend. The intense one, The Passage, one of my favorite books that I've ever read. The Passage. Who's uh, that by? Do you remember? The Passage by Justin Cronin. Hmm. Oh my god, why am I suddenly locked out of my fucking Goodreads account? Okay, never mind. Uh, I just, I have a list of all the books that I've read there, and so when I can't think... You keep of a list of all I the can't... books you've read? Not all the books I've read, but like, I do update it a lot. Damn, good for you. It just reminds me of what I've read, you mm. know? Because I, I, it's sometimes I struggle to bring things to mind when I'm on the spot like this. Yeah. Uh... Gosh, I can't think of one for David Hoare now. He tried Snow Crash and couldn't get into it. I don't know that one. And nor I have noted Anasi Boys in North Mythology. I've read a bunch of Gaiman, though. I think potentially, David Hoare, you could like... Um, oh, who's the Japanese? Murakami. Mm. Uh, I think could be a good shout for you, David Hoare. Um, I forget the first name, but surname is Murakami. Um, I think that that could potentially be a good read for you. I really liked, they have a book of short stories um, called Haruki uh, Murakami. They have a lot of books, but what's the one that I read that I really liked? You know what I love about him is he he's a fantastic writer and I really like his mm -hmm. stuff, but he's also a regular um, a, he makes regular appearances on men writing women uh, Twitter accounts because okay. his um, some of his descriptions are fucking hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> wild. That's great. Or no, it was the worst sex scenes. That was it. Not men writing women. It was a worst worst sex scenes in a book. Okay. That's really funny. I can't remember the name of the book that I read by Haruki Murakami. It's a book of short stories, though, rather than a novel. Um, but I, I think probably any of them could be good. How about this? We can do this. 
Let me make it a little bigger. Oh, yeah. That's a good chart. Uh, so these are the novels. Short which, story. What one did I read? That's oh, not on there. Um, short story collections. The Elephant Vanishes, After the Quake, Blind Men Wind, Sleeping Women. Woman. Men Without Men Women. Men Without oh. Women. Also, the title of an excellent short story compilation uh, or collection by uh, Hemingway. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if he was purposely referencing him. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that could be a good shout for you, David. Haruki Murakami. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's a buried giant. That's the one that I read. Or maybe yeah. uh, David Oof. Mitchell as well could be a good one. David Mitchell wrote Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Who else? <laughs> uh, let's do let's do one more. Who wants uh, who, who wants, wants one? Book. We could do Tiger Tiger. We could do Beardy Noise. Um, I'm trying oh, to think Beardy of Beardy Noise. What would I recommend for Beardy Noise? That has been really big. Beardy Noise. I'm going to recommend a book called Mothering Sunday by Graham Swift. Uh, <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really quick read, um, but it's really sexy. It's it's really it's like um, it's almost like an episode of Downton Abbey or something, but filthy. <laughs> and I recommend the writings of Anita Luce. She wrote uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, um, which is fucking hilarious and is a great okay. read. Um, but she was like, she's this genius writer. She um, she wrote a, a a play or no, a movie as a screenwriter, got brought into the uh, the, the the film studio. Um, okay. And they were like, was your mom here? And she's like, no, 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 I wrote it. It was like almost famous. Wow. With this like teenage girl just rocks up. And they're like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good." At That's this. great. Oh, I like I, and then was a just lot. an incredible writer for her whole career. She's like, Anita Luce was a fucking genius. Yeah. Um, and she's just very fun, Ooh. like sexual for like early sort of 20th century. Um, super funny and also like okay. short, quippy. I like her a lot. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anita Luce cool. is dope. I might look that up. What was say Anita Luce? What What was the name of the book again? Uh, I mean, her most famous one is Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Um, which was then a movie with um, Jack Lemmon, Marilyn Monroe. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what are her other ones? Where's Where is this Anita Loose character? Yeah, Sadaf put me onto her. Um, as with all um, good things. Um, yeah. Have you ever read The Unbearable Lightness of Being? Yeah, loved it. I. Was I was gonna say I feel like that's one that you would like. Loved it and read it while I was um, fucking everybody. Nice. And so I was I really identified with a lot of that guy. I was yeah. like, I, <laughs> this makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't read, but they marry brunettes. Um, but I will. That's the sequel. Gentlemen prefer blondes, but they marry brunettes. Um, can I ask how you find books? How do you um, find books, Ashley? I think working in a bookshop made me just, it gave me this kind of foundation in like 
yeah, I, I I just was so immersed in books that now I I don't know how to not know about mm. them. Uh, but um, I don't know. I I I found that um, keeping up with some of the kind of literary awards and stuff is kind of good. Yeah. I, you know, people make a big fuss about the Booker Prize. It, I've always found that a bit pretentious and I've often f- tried to read the Booker Prize shortlists mm. and not been able to read them. Like they're just really a bit much. <laughs> um, but, you know, if if you find that you start to really enjoy the Booker Prize shortlists, then you kind of can keep up with that. The one that I will always kind of make an effort to engage with is the Bailey's Women's Prize for Fiction. Mm. Um, I always always get good books out of out of seeing the shortlists on that um i just yeah i go into bookshops i talk to i always talk to the people that work in bookshops as a way of of kind of keeping up with stuff um Mm. i don't know yeah just like talk about books more as well is a good thing to do people i think people do struggle to talk yeah. about books because i think it is one of those things where there's this like intellectual snobbery about it there you can know, be, yeah. um there really really can be and i know that a lot of people feel a bit um i know that people struggle with maybe feeling less well read or um because i've i've had people say that to me that like they mm. don't really like to talk to me about that sort of thing because i they feel like I'm I've just read so much more than them and they feel I think there's definite book shame like people who feel like they haven't read very much and therefore can't contribute and I'm I as much as you know I am really well read and I talk about books a lot and I realize that, that may be kind of intimidating please mm. talk to me about books like I I don't I do my best not to judge people that don't yeah. read very much but I what I I guess what I kind of try to do though is the uh I, I do try and find a book that you will like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which definitely. can be a bit pushy, I think. So um, I get that. I love, I, I mean, uh, David David said it, well, we must remove the idea of pretension from reading. And yes. for me, the easiest way to do that is to remind uh, yourself that when reading became like general, like a thing people did, uh-huh. um, it was seen as frivolous nonsense. It was the TV yeah. of its time. Everybody was like, you're wasting your mind. Yeah. stop it <laughs> it's yeah. like, or yeah, when the cool. novel came out people were like this is just like yeah. silly romantic nonsense for women novels are just silly like mm. that was that was big time the case uh do i read comedians books anything good um not really actually oh i have such a long list I did just read, it's not a comedy book, but it is a comedian's book. I did just read Sunset by Jesse Cave, and it's fantastic. Uh, Norm MacDonald died today and wrote one of the best comedy books of all time. I say that having read a great deal of the comedy books of all time. (laughs) Um, It's fantastic. It's called a, a memoir, but it's not a memoir. It's a fictionalized version of his life. Um, and it's fucking hilarious and it's incredible. I just read Tina Fey's bossy pants. Fantastic. Sarah Silverman's bedwetter. Excellent. Um, prior convictions by Richard Pryor, an unbelievable autobiography, um, a book called the N word by, uh, but it's the actual N word, not the N word. Um, uh, Gregory, Dick Gregory, 
um, Groucho and Groucho and Me, which is the autobiography of Groucho Marx, uh, which is so funny. He tells his whole life story, and then as soon as he gets famous, he refuses to talk about himself because earlier in the book he'd seeded that he hates it um, in famous people's autobiographies when they talk about all the money and women and everything like that. So yeah. as, as the second they get famous, he just starts writing essays about golf courses. It's so funny. It's such he never addresses it again. It's fucking great. Um, great. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Steve Martin. Steve Martin's book is incredible. Uh, Life Standing Up. Um, Do you know what I started watching? Uh, just because I was so curious, because it seemed so odd to me when I saw it advertised. Only Murders in the Building? And, yeah. Yep. Did you watch it? I like it. I'm it's like weirdly I'm like three enjoyable. episodes in. Super enjoyable, yeah. right? So watchable. It's so weirdly enjoyable. Why They're all very likable. Because Steve Martin and Martin Short are two of the best comedic performers of I know, generations, I just, plural. Selena I Gomez really, is a surprise. It's a surprise, right? She's a surprise. I really I couldn't understand the three of them being put together. And I still don't think I buy it, but they mm. they sold it just well enough for me to keep watching. Yeah, they nailed it. I think they did a good job. It's two of the warmest, yeah. uh, most lovable men. <laughs> and then just sort of an aloof young woman. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It's quite odd, but it's, it's yeah, it's weirdly watchable. Yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, only um, murders in the building. It's available I, on Disney Plus, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm love I, I took a look just only because because I didn't think it was going to be good, but I have such love in my heart for it. Did you watch the comedy special that Martin Short and Steve Martin did together? I watched some of it. It wasn't really it's, my thing. Fair enough. It's not super funny, but it's so no. nice. Like yeah. it's just two old friends just having, having a nice time. fun. Yeah. And I love both of them so much that it was like, I could watch this for days. It feels like a hug. Yeah. This is wonderful. That's fair. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. I need to watch Ted Lasso. I keep not watching that, and I need to watch it. I'm 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 aware that I, the, the I mean the biggest problem is that I spend most of my time here with you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is my evening time, so yeah. you know, <laughs> I do I watch some stuff uh, when I'm having my dinner. Uh, when I, I I try and chill out a little bit before between study and before the show. Mm. So I do watch a little bit, but at the moment I am watching Superstore. <laughs> That's another one. I don't find it particularly funny. So watchable. Very nice. It's so watchable. It's so watchable. So I think I think it's America Ferreira is just so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. uh, and the guy that plays Jonah, I really like him. I've never seen him in anything before, but I really like him. I like him too much. I'm like, why? Okay. He's so bland. Yeah. But why am I so attracted to him? Like, yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> it's so so weird. Um, he's 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 both handsome and wrong all the time. That's yeah. a good. That's a good combination. There's something lovely yeah. about him. Yeah. Um, and it's it's I think it's really it's really light, easy watching, but they still actually address a lot of things, which I think is quite mm. quite cool. Um, yeah, they do. But, yeah. Oh God, it makes me just so. America Ferrera is phenomenal, but it just makes me so mad to think that she was the star of a show called Ugly Betty. Yeah, hell of a time, right? Just and all they all they did was give her braces. 
but just and but it was literally just because she was a curvy ish she's not even very big curvy ish Mm -hmm. latina woman yeah that was the whole thing yeah and you're just like oh that decade was so shit to women yeah (laughs) it just really was was. that was a that was concurrent with the entourage right yeah yeah that makes sense oh wait is brooklyn 99 is it the last episode or I didn't even know that the newest season had started. Yeah. I know that they're doing it's a short just, run, and I'm very curious to see what they do with it. Oh, damn. Um, David Hoare, yeah, everybody needs to read more female authors. Genuinely, mm. Bailey's Women's Prize for Fiction gives you some great work, uh, some great books. Go through their short lists over the past few years. They're really, really good. Oh, God, what's her fucking name? Who? Dorothy Sayers. Um, if you're into if you're into really uh, uh, dense uh, nerd essays like I am, uh, Dorothy Sayers, baby. Um, uh, sort of a World War II Who's era body? essayist. Sorry. Whose body? Body? Oh no, Dorothy. Dorothy. I think I don't know when I said body. Uh, Nerdy. No, no. Essay? I said whose body name of a book that's come up for me oh sorry um i i only read her essays uh and letters letters to a diminished church uh yep yep very good stuff um is that i think that's the one where she fights with a priest uh despite she's very very religious but she's the way you want people to be religious and she argues with a priest because he's not um uh, are women human um is a fantastic speech that she gave to a women's union at the end of the war as the men were coming back um that does such a great i mean you you will be beyond it because you've done a lot of feminist reading and thinking and stuff like that but as a um an introduction to what feminism could mean on a base level yeah fantastic i recommend it to guys all the time that's the one that i always go just read this it's super short does the job um also um Marilyn Robinson might be our greatest living thinker. Um, she wrote, uh, I mean, her essays are unbelievable, uh, but her home series of fiction is heartbreaking and beautiful and hilarious. Um, she's the only person President Obama interviewed while he was president. Oh, wow. Yeah. Marilyn Robinson's not fucking around. She is stone cold brilliant. Oh, is that uh, she wrote Gilead? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gilead, Jack, Home, and another one. Lila. Lila, yes. Yeah. yeah. Her her Robinson. her nonfiction is fucking amazing. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As a child, I read book books. You recommend all the time called. Short book I oh, recommend the, all the time. The, the one you, I think, the one you just said the. Oh, um, are uh, women human? Are women or... human? Oh, yeah, by yeah. Dorothy Sayers. Yeah, I think I think that's the one he means. Um, yeah, we could really do this for a time, couldn't we? John would have shut this down so quickly. <laughs> yeah, he would have just called us nerds and taken us off the screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. I mean, um, we are coming. Hey, sometimes which is what's going on. I mean, we're coming up on two hours now. Um, and I yeah. think I might have found an apartment, so I need to answer <gasps> a landlord. Go get that sorted out. Uh, let's find somebody to rate. Um, um, oh, getting an apartment. That's fun. Is that the one that you thought was potentially good yesterday? Yeah. 
Ooh, yeah. That's so we've been great. going back and forth. We're good. Everything's everything looks cool. Um, so I just I just got an email from her, um, and she seems keen to have me there, and I am keen to have her apartment. Amazing. So here's hoping. That's exciting. Yeah, that, that would exciting. be fucking great. I would love that. Um, right. I've got hangs with hands. Uh, yeah, hands love hands. Definitely. Food, yeah, yeah. Hands is awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we're gonna go raid hangs with um, hands. I'm thanks so much for watching, that, everybody. Right? If you haven't followed us yet, give us a follow. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe and rate and review it uh, because then more people will follow it. Tell your friends about the podcast as well if they're looking for a podcast to check out because that helps. Uh, word of mouth is better than anything. Um, yeah. Also, uh, if you have books that you want to talk about, uh, put it in the Discord. Um, or if you have any Discord. questions put about any of the Discord. recommendations that we put in, put it in the Discord. We'll, we'll get mm -hmm. back to you. Um, thanks for everything. This was great. John will be back tomorrow. We've got a guest tomorrow in theory that we've had guests the last two days and neither time did we get our guests. Neither time did they turn up. So yeah. we'll see. To be fair, um, they both had very good excuses. So they did. They, they did, did indeed. Okay. Cool. We, thanks for watching, are, are everybody. You gonna, can you press the video? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm got on it. it. Okay. Brand. Scroll down. Bye, everybody. Watch this old lady put a sex finger in her sex hand. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in.